Hey, welcome back to Marking Out, a pro wrestling podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dean Walker. And I'm Cordell, a.k.a. Did you forget your names? Yes. <laughs> you got too many damn names, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Bro, you got to start writing these down. I know. It's been a long week, so I kind of forgot a little bit. Uh, it is Cordell, a.k.a. Midnight Delight, a.k.a. Smoke. And this is uh, Neil Pretty Boy Thomas. Yeah, I'm still going by that, by the way. And we're trying to change it already. Never going to happen. Anyway, uh, (laughs) in all seriousness, we do want to uh, get into some some stuff here that I want Neil to take over for. So, Neil, please do the honors, man. Hop on in. Okay, so uh, this past week has been kind of an emotional week for the wrestling world with the passing of Scott Hall. Um a.k.a. Razor Ramon. Um, Watching Monday Night Raw this past Monday, the video package that WWE put out, um, it it did affect me. I I was watching it, and I was just kind of, it went back to my childhood when I was, you know, watching wrestling in the 90s and watching Razor versus Shawn Michaels, you know, versus Diesel and all those great matches that they had back then. And it, it, it got to me really bad. I, I was a, I wasn't like a huge, huge, huge Scott Hall, Razor Ramon fan, but I remember going, thinking back to my my school days, and we'd be in the outside in recess, and you know, just kind of horse playing around and doing all these wrestling moves. And one of the moves that always came up was us trying to put each other in the Razor's Edge. You know, obviously looking back at now, it's like a dangerous move, and we're outside, you know, playing on the concrete. But the passing of (laughs) the passing of Scott Hall. It was it's a tragedy, and I know he was he was in his sixties. You know he was trying to turn his life together, uh, turn his life around, um, and he seemed like he was back on track. And you know whatever happened during the surgery, and you know suffering, you know the heart attacks that he did, and two it, heart attacks in one stroke, I believe. Two heart attacks in in a stroke. It's just you know you hate seeing wrestlers that you grew up watching you know, all these years, you know, 20, 30 years, you know, you know, you know, pass away like this in such a tragic fashion. I think, um, you know, it was for a moment there, you know, looking on Twitter and Instagram, social media in general, we just constantly negative all the time. But this was one of these moments where we all kind of pulled together and we're just reminiscing and talking about how great Razor Ramon is. And you saw other wrestlers, you saw how Kevin Nash was so affected by the passing of his best friend, who he said he spent more time with anybody that he ever has in his entire life. So, you know, Sean, you know, one, two, three kid, Xbox, um, you know, was deeply affected by it. And to me, I was watching it and I actually teared up. I was, I was sitting in, you know, and watching Monday Night Raw, you know, with my, my girlfriend next to me. And, and she asked me if you're all right. And I was like, I I was kind of, you know, playing off like I had something in my eye, but I was really tearing up. It just, it got to me too, and I haven't really felt like that since um, the passing of uh, Eddie Guerrero, which was yeah, another one. That was a hard one. That was, that was really hard, but, you know, sh- we really missed the bad guy. He was great. I loved him in The Outsiders with Kevin Nash. I just, it's just heartbreaking to see another wrestler that you love and you grew up watching you know, in your childhood, pass away like that because you don't you don't actually know these guys. You don't know them personally, but you kind of feel like you do in a way. You, you you just 
you buy the action figures, you buy the t-shirts, you play the wrestling games, and you feel like they're a major part of your life, and it feels like a family member or a friend has passed away too, it affects you that much, and like I said before, I'm 38 years old, but when I heard that he passed away, it was like the 12-year-old me came back and was like devastated by it, and I hate feeling that way, I wish it wouldn't happen, but that's kind of how life goes, and I was... It really fucked me up, to be honest. I didn't like it at but all. You, but you know what, Neil? I think you made a, a good point when you said that, um, you know, we watch these people on on television week after week. They do become part of our lives. I mean, for me, you know, we used to gather around the living room or our computer room, gaming room, whatever you want to call it. And all of us used to get together with food and we watched them weekly. You know, this is for any superstar. We watch these people weekly. We um, we welcome them into our household when we don't have to, and we spend our family time together. For for a lot of it, it's not even just about you know what they do in that ring. It's a uh, it's the togetherness and what you feel when you know whoever you're with at that moment, and what type of joy and what what it makes you feel like. Like you said, it makes you feel like a kid again. You know, it's a different emotion for everybody. And then when you see these people week after week, and you 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 share that time with your life with them. Um, they become part of your you feel like they become part of your household and your family and when they when you and when they die you end up missing them too so it's a normal natural feeling yeah i mean i'm the youngest of the group i i did watch a little bit of the nwo stuff when the uh you know a little wcw a little bit of ww uh was it f at the time or e i don't know it was a little bit after the invasion they popped up at some point but i mean it's uh I'm always kind of speechless when it comes to death. I have the feeling, but I just never can put myself into the words to uh, to explain it. But um, we just wanted to take the time out to to show appreciation for Scott Hall. So, but moving on to Monday Night Raw, uh, I wanted to bring up the fact that I don't know. It was kind of and this is really off course of what we've been talking about. So, so bear with me, but I wanted to say that, uh, Damian priest, he lost the U S title, but he kind of stayed in the picture a little bit. And you may say, Oh, what about somebody else getting a shot and this and that? But I feel like priest is somebody that should be in the spotlight still for some reason. It doesn't seem wrong. It seems right. So I'm glad that he's, uh, he's still in the title picture, even after losing the title. And he wasn't just pushed away. Cause I'm, I'm always scared of these NXT guys being pushed to the side because I don't know that seems to be the pattern on the main roster. So I'm just glad to see him still in the U.S. title picture, man. Uh, Damian Priest is a good worker. I I've loved everything he's done up into the main roster. Um, him and Finn Balor, I, I think have good chemistry. I don't you guys agree? I feel like him and him him and Balor have pretty good chemistry. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, they they've been putting on some good stuff, man. Uh, the U.S. title. I mean, it is what you make of it. I mean, the U.S. title sometimes has its up and downs. Damian Priest did carry the title for a long time. He had you know quality matches with a lot of different guys. Finn Balor is another guy who has questionable uh, main roster. You know, he he came up to the main roster. You know, a couple different times had you know degrees of success, but I think him and Priest at WrestleMania, I think it's going to be one of those kind of sleeper, you know, maybe underappreciated matches that people are going to kind of overlook and forget about because there's a lot of big names on the WrestleMania card. But I think it's going to be a good quality match. And when it comes to those kind of matches, whoever wins, uh, it's not really for me. It's not relevant. 
I just want to see a good match. Damian Priest, he is a good worker. He could do a little bit of everything. Finn Balor's the same way. You got a contrast of styles between the two, and I feel like it's going to be one of those matches. You're going to look back at the WrestleMania card, and you be like, man, which ones was your favorite? You'd be like, man, I really like that Balor-Priest match. I think it's one of those matches that has that kind of potential. And I do want to jump in. The When you said you know, there's a lot of stuff on the card, uh, there's a lot of speculation about Cody Rhodes, how he signed the new contract, how he's going to be at Mania. He might face Seth Rollins. Uh that's pretty big news. It's one of the first AEW guys to be in WWE. Yes, he's been there before, but since this whole thing, it's been uh, he's the first guy to do it. So it's it's super strange to see him back. Uh, hopefully, everything will be good. But uh, I don't know. What do you guys What do you guys think about Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes possibly going at it? I think it would be great because I think this is a redemption for Cody Rhodes. Stardust was not the best note to leave on in in WWE. So is are we going to go back is WWE they're probably not going to reference uh, Stardust ever again are they? Starbust does not exist. Starbust? Star Stardust. <laughs> Stardust, not Star- Starbucks. Star- not Starbucks, right? Star I mean, Star yeah, Starbucks. <laughs> Stardust. I think I mess up somebody's name at least once a week. Stardust does not exist at all. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I would like to mention uh, Edge's promo. Uh, so forget the whole Starbucks thing. But uh, the the Edge promo, man, I, w- I actually put in my notes for the week that I wish we would hear more from AJ Styles. But I totally forgot he got the concerto and he's been selling. Has he been selling that shit a little too long, man? I feel like people have been getting concertos with uh, Reigns and shit on SmackDown like every week. No, but AJ Styles, he did uh, tweet out a response to Edge um, saying basically, you know, he was a joke and he's going to appear on Monday Night Raw. So AJ Styles is alive and conscious. He um, wasn't uh, brutally, he was brutally assaulted uh, by Edge, but. Kayfabe wasn't cleared to be on the show. Yeah, so he's definitely selling the concerto. That's another match. I'm actually one of the very few matches at WrestleMania I'm looking forward to is AJ Styles versus Edge. Just okay, just think about this, right? So Edge is in his his late 40s and AJ Styles in his mid 40s. Yet they can still put on a performance that's probably going to be one of the best matches at WrestleMania. AJ that, Styles isn't 40 yet. No, he's over 40. He's over 40. He's over 40. He's oh, got to be like 43 or 44, 44. At, right now. Ah, oh, my bad. I thought you said mid 30s. Did I say 30s? I I meant 40s. If I yeah, said 30s, positive. no. It, it's, he's both, definitely both, over 40. Both guys are in their 40s. And they're probably going to have one of the best matches on the card. So uh, that says a lot. So Edge uh, coming back with the blue light. Uh, a lot of people think it's kind of cheesy and corny. I, again, I've said this multiple times on the podcast. Never uh, a huge fan of Edge, but I'm kind of digging what he's doing right now. I think it's it's another layer to his character um smoke you mentioned before too like edge hasn't been a heel and i can't even remember the last time he was a heel it's it could have been like 2010 ish so you're you're talking about over a decade of not being a heel that's a long time and that's when he and that's when he was like making his exit i believe was around 2010 um and then uh, I would say we all know when he became the main main event superstar. So that was back in what oh six oh seven. So that's the last time he was a major heel in WWE. I think you know Edge went to Hollywood for a while. He was on a couple shows. I think to do what 
and you know what I'm saying like he's he's he always in some been, stuff. He's always been great. And, you mean the um, Highlander movie he did back in like 2003? <laughs> he was on he was on a couple shows. I think it was like Haven or something and he was on the oh, Vikings and he was on the Vikings stuff. But I'm just saying like uh you know, he's always been great in the ring. He's always been great on the mic, but I can tell that he's added a couple uh couple acting uh props to his uh arsenal yeah i can tell he's doing a lot better i i think i think the whole blue light thing it ain't cheesy i think it's dope i think what he's doing is great um, Take it with the improv class he's doing better that's all i'm saying <laughs> he was great before but he's even better now so uh it'll be nice to see cool. it'll be nice to see where this goes um both great wrestlers both great uh careers i think these guys are going to put on one hell of a match but in general there really wasn't much coming out of monday night raw uh Friday Night SmackDown was kind of lackluster. NXT was I. Uh, Dynamite and Rampage had some good shit. I I do want to bring up the whole Ziggler in NXT. I think it ain't bad. I think you know he calls people it's kid. It's growing on me. Yeah, I mean he he calls people kid. Gives him good heat because obviously like Ziggler's older, but he's not that old, and he's talking to guys like Champa or uh, talking to talking to guys like LA Knight who have been around the block. And he's like, "Listen here, kid." And I think I just think it's good shit. It ain't How old bad. is Ziggler? Uh, he he's got to be upper thirties, right? Probably around forty, I think, at the time. We we can actually Google that. We could. It'll take ten seconds. I just want to know because age. I mean, I, he does. He like you said, Jeff. He looks great, and um, I think NXT is probably a oh, good shit. move. For... I thought he was upper thirties. He's forty-one. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, he's still doing pretty good to me. Um, maybe it's his childish antics sometimes that makes me think he's younger than what he is. But he'll say, "Hey, kid," to uh, to a guy like L.A. Knight who's thirty nine. L.A. Knight's thirty nine. He sure is, man. Wow. So I mean, I just I like it. <laughs> what took it? Okay, okay. <laughs> where the fuck has L.A. Knight been this entire time? Where has he been? I I mean okay hit, hit us hit us up with the Google man. So okay, going back to Ziggler and NXT, I think it is a, it's a good move. So what is actually you think the end game for Ziggler is? Is it just to put Braun Breaker over inevitably? Is that the, that what they're trying to accomplish? I think so. Yeah, that's the thing. Put Braun Breaker over, and then also this adds another layer to. I mean, think about it, Ziggler. Or, okay, let's let's be honest, man. This is marking out. We're we're gonna say the fucking truth here. So nobody watches NXT in two do they? Damn. Do they? I, I catch it just because I'm a guy who wants to, you know, do some up and coming so, shit. So I have to look at the uh, look at who's you know doing their thing. I just I don't watch it because it's entertaining. I watch it just to see who's who's. But NXT know, 2.0 has a bunch of stupid characters. I I don't know. But so the fact know. that the fact that Ziggler's down there, he's a, a veteran. He's been around a long time. He can help the younger talent. But they need people to watch. It was like four hundred thousand people, six hundred thousand people watching a week. I don't That's know. not that many people. I don't know. They they got a new character who dresses like Sonya Blade and does the split as her finisher. I kind of kind of that could be something. That's that gets a lot of Instagram likes. Are people going to consistently yeah, she, watch that she though? Sent, she sent them. She made them go viral that week. That was for that week. <laughs> yeah. What about this coming week and she the week could, after that and the week could, after that? She could do another split. Eventually, you're going to have to be more than a split. She can change her t- attire. I do want to say, I mean, they we do <laughs> Wait, have... we were talking about Ziggler, right? I forgot. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'll, I'll keep us on track here. So, <laughs> you guys were saying, you know, NXT 2.0, who's watching it? Who's this and that? I do think there's a lot of people on there who are going to be pretty good. you got these amateur wrestling group. It's like a, the, the Diamond... 
Diamond Mine? No. Yeah? No. No. See, like I said, <laughs> I, I watch it. Val fucking... Hold on a second. What are these guys called? I don't know. They're they're two youngsters, man. They got uh, they got singlets on. Do you know what the fuck I'm talking? I don't know. Either way, they're decent. Do I think they're going to be a WWE champion? I don't know, man. All I'm saying is they're decent. But we have people like... Uh, we got Escobar, man. He's great. We got Carmelo I do like es- Hayes. I do like Escobar, yes. By the way, Neil great. was right. It was the Diamond Mine. That is them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, they're. I think they're going to be a good uh, addition to the tag team. Maybe one of them's going to have a little bit of a a run. I don't know. All I'm saying is they have. I I have a little hope for them, uh, but there's so many people there. Uh, Cora Jade's one who's uh, for the women's division. I think she's going to be somebody good. I don't Cora know. Jade will be NXT champion by the end I of the year. I see her as a little kid. Isn't she like 19? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see her as a little kid. I don't take her serious yet. Hartwell is somebody who I feel like should be on the main roster by now. Same. Um, yes. She's she's good. I think what she did with uh, that one dude who should also be on the main roster by now, the uh, the creepy guy. This is fucking. He was in TNA, man. Come on, Cordell. You don't. Um, help me out here a little bit. You know, I have like a fucking. I have a problem with names. I don't fucking know. Uh, my mind's going a fucking a million miles an hour, but. She had this thing with the uh, the one guy with the fucking creepy eyes. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway, there's so much prospects. I feel like on the NXT roster that could be good. They just like they do they do a lot of weird dumb shit on the uh, NXT roster. Like the the guy Dexter who, Loomis. Thank you, Dexter Loomis. Actually, I was a fan of Dexter Loomis when he first came. He, he didn't talk. He he never said a word. And I th- I think that's pretty cool. And um, he had a very creepy vibe that. For some reason, he's kind of fallen off. I, they're not using him. They he he was in NXT. I mean, sorry, uh, TNA is uh, like Shaw or something. Is that him or is that the different guy? Mister Impact still doesn't know his shit, huh? Damn, Cordell. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I oh do... no wonder because he was in the 2010 to 2013 era which is when Impact was going through their transitional period of bouncing from network to network. I did not, yeah, I didn't pay attention to <laughs> I that I watched guy. them from 2012 to 2014. By the way, Dexter Loomis, um, he was born in uh, January of 1984. And he, he's actually a lot older than what I thought he was too, and I don't know why we're hung up on ages right now, but that's interesting to know. Ageism. Anyways, he's also, he only was signed to Impact from 2010 to 2012, and... Um, I believe he did not get that many opportunities because that's when they were cleaning house. So, yeah. But, sorry. anyway, there's a lot of guys in NXT 2.0 who I think might actually be pretty decent on the main roster. But there's a lot of other guys who are there who are a little bit older, like LA Knight. And they also have the guy who was uh, Robbie How, Robbie how old is LA Knight again? 39? Yeah, 39. Wow, that's crazy to me. But I thought he was old, but I didn't think he was almost pushing 40. Right, Cordell, what about this? Do you remember Robbie E? I do. He's in NXT, but he's a manager. Did you know that? I did. I forgot his name in NXT. Um, I but, don't uh, think... <sighs> there's just a lot of guys who are a little bit older who are in NXT. I think they're just but, helping out the younger guys. Well, right? why... But do you think they can't do it anymore because of their age? No, I think they still got it. I think WWE just doesn't have as high as Expectations. Hopes. Yeah, they're just like, we'll push them... 
But don't you think it's a good a good thing to have like a mixture? You have like young guys that are you know twenty something or whatever. Then you have the old vets come in thirty five to forty. It's so, a good it's a good mixture. You can't have a bunch of young guys, but you can't have a bunch of old guys either at I the think, same time. I think it should be generically, is it generically, generic, ge- generally. God fucking damn it. I'm glad I'm not doing a fucking promo on TV right now. I wish it was generally younger guys, but the older guys, I feel like they should float in and float out. I don't think they should stay there as long as guys like Champa did. That's not where well, like they Ziggler's be. doing now. Well, Ziggler's just Well, he's, he's, he's hanging not, out right. We know stay like an NXT. We we know Ziggler's not going to stay there for the next 2 no. years. He's going to do he's going to come in, he's going to do whatever he needs to for Braun Breaker. We we're, we're assuming going we're going down that road. And then he's going to end up leave. He'll go to SmackDown or Raw with uh, Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, um, the Dirty Dogs. And, and that's going to be the end of it. So I think that's what they're leading to. And that's what they're going to be eventually. It's going to be him putting over Braun Breaker. Because Braun Breaker became NXT champion so fast and so quickly. But people still haven't really fully latched onto him. You get a vet like Ziggler. Who's been world heavyweight champ. Intercontinental champion. Tag team champion. United States champion. He can work with Braun Breaker. And actually help his career tremendously. Even though I'm not really a fan of both. Braun Breaker is still very green. I've had mixed feelings on Ziggler. For 10 fucking years. Um, I remember oh, when. I just. The name. <laughs> the name couldn't take the name seriously when he when he when he when he came back when he uh, debuted as a singles uh, star, he was uh, shaking shaking people's hand in the back room like Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy gonna be with the bleach blonde hair? I was like, I thought he's gonna be a nobody. And look now, and look now, is well okay. Let me ask you guys this: Is Dolph Ziggler right now, if he retired today, is he a Hall of Famer? I believe so. I believe so. His name has been around long enough, and he's. He's had a he's had quite a quite a bit of good, good a very food. good career. But when you think of uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler, what do you think of the first thing? I think he's like all around a great worker. I mean, he was never he's a great heel. he was never like a multi time world champion. Never always in the main event. But the fact that he's done it all and he's been there for so so long since the early like two thousands with the Spirit Squad, he's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. Man. He's not a he's not a franchise. He's not a franchise player, if that makes sense. But he is a a household name. He is a household name. I think, to me, he was always a... I call him tweeners. He was slightly above mid-card, slightly below the main event. You're not going to build your company around him. You're not going to make him your world heavyweight champion, WWE champion, universal champion. But he is a good worker. He doesn't put on bad matches. He's... Somewhat you can actually plug into the the intercontinental United States tag team division. He can do it all. He was he'll never he was never the guy, even though he was the world heavyweight champion. Um, but he actually has had a good career. Is he better than the Miz? Let me put that out there. I think that they're both on I think that they would be on the same level, but personally in my own and in my opinion, I believe The Miz is a little bit of a higher franchise player than he is. To me, the Ziggler and The Miz, Ziggler is a better in-ring worker. The Miz is better on the microphone. But, okay, let me ask you guys this. We're getting off topic here, but that's okay. This fucking marking out. We'll talk about whatever we want. It's our fucking show. <laughs> is, is The Miz a Hall of Famer if he retires today, too? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. He is definitely a French. He is definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, you know how passionate I am when it comes to the Miz. No, he is not like the best wrestler to ever do it. Absolutely not. But I will always, always stand up for somebody who said they wanted to have a dream, com- followed that dream, and completed it, and is still a big name in that. You know, doing pursuing that dream. He's done it. You know, he started off on the challenge on MTV for all of us reality TV watchers out there. And um, he said, I'm going to be a WWE superstar. I thought he was full of shit then. Years later, he became a WWE superstar. Years later, he's champion multiple times. Years later, he's still on top as a well-talked-about kind of guy. He will be a Hall of Famer. (laughs) Tuning out. <laughs> By the way, just to okay, so we're still using one microphone. Uh, Smoke here, he grabbed the mic, he took the mic, he's very passionate about the Miz. I'm not as passionate Follow about the Miz. Follow your dreams, people. Follow your dreams, and they will. Uh, the, he landed Marie. Follow your dreams. He, the Miz landed Maurice. That's accomplishment enough, right there. Why? Itself. She didn't have that's not a Hall of Famer. Maurice is not a Hall of Famer she be in, there with in her the ring in a picture, but no. That's not a Hall of Famer, so that don't do shit for his career. To me, that's a Mixed win. Mixed tag matches. That's Ooh. a win. That's a, well, We can get into that, too. <laughs> so, before we wrap up into our ad break here, uh, is there any other Raw-branded uh, storylines, rivalries, feuds, whatever you want to call it, that are going that's going into WrestleMania that you're excited for at all? Any of them? Any whatsoever that you can think of? I am kind of uh, intrigued by the RKO, um, RK Bro, and the Street Profits. Um, if they do insert Alpha Academy, make it a triple threat tag match, I think that that could be a really good match too. I've always been a fan of the Street Profits ever since they were in NXT. RK Bro, I think, so we were kind of wrong on this. Everybody assumed that RK Bro was going to be split up by now and is going to be Riddle versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Uh, that never happened, so... I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. Um, wasn't a huge fan of Riddle, but honestly, he's kind of starting to grow on me a little bit. So I'm kind of looking forward to that tag match a little bit. I'll, I'll admit it because I've been really harsh on this WrestleMania card. Um, I've been dogging it, to be you honest. Have, I've been have. dogging this shit, and I think that's another quality match that actually is going to be really good. I've always been a huge, huge fan of uh, of Riddle. So. I do, I do agree. That's going to be a fantastic thing. I if they add in, uh, well, who'd you say if they add in the uh, Alpha Academy? Yes, that'd be fantastic too. I think those guys. I mean, those guys would tear it up. It would be one of those matches, like you said. It's like a dark horse of the uh, the WrestleMania card. I feel like that would, I think it would kill it. I don't think it would be super super amazing. I'm not trying to you know put them over too much, but that'd be great. Is there anything else, man? Anything that Corda, you want to add anything? If you are looking to renovate your home or business, Prime Custom Renovations has your back. Prime Custom Renovations offers many interior and exterior work for your home and or business in Illinois and Wisconsin. Now, depending on the size of the project, Prime Custom Renovations can fly out directly to you to get your project done. Now, if you use code WALKER, W-A-L-K-E-R, you can get an exclusive personal offer off of your project. You can reach them at PCRenovations2021 at gmail.com or give them a call at 224-908-8626. That is PCRenovations2021 at gmail.com or give them a call at 
888-888-8626 and make sure to use that code WALKER to get your exclusive offer off of your project. Alright guys, welcome back from that ad break. So I wanted to jump right into Dynamite. There's a lot to talk about for me at least. Uh, the first thing I wanted to mention was uh, Wheeler Yuta. He had a match with uh, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, whoever you know him as, and John Moxley was on there. You had uh, William Regal on there. And I love the fact that, like, so Wheeler Yuta is somebody to watch out for. And I think it was dope that, you know, he gave uh, Regal a handshake. He was trying to give him a handshake. And instead, Regal slapped the shit out of him and told him to get the hell out of here. Basically, Regal said, you need to prove more before you can kind of join. He was walking away at the time when Yuta came back into the ring. We all saw it. I watched Dynamite. Um, Bright Smoke, did you watch Dynamite? I did not. That's okay. So Wheeler Yuta <laughs> goes back into the ring. Um, he... He kind of was like, I was thinking, oh, man, they're finally going to accept somebody else and take him under their wing and, you know, develop this young up-and-coming talent. because yeah, the, the crowd popped for that, man. They were excited. They, no, Wheeler Yuta, he's amazing. He can do a lot of stuff in the ring, and he kind of reminds me of, like, how, you know, you, you have a younger guy who has all this talent, but he needs to harness it, and he needs the, the correct guidance, and what better guys would be Mox uh, Brian Danielson and William Regal to take him in, but we're not there yet. They teased it a little bit, but I feel like Wheeler Yuta, he's incredibly talented, is a high flyer, um, hasn't really talked much on the mic. I don't remember ever him, you know, cutting a promo, but he has the tools needed um, to be a superstar one day, uh, you know, potentially a TNT champion, something like that down the road. But Regal with John Moxley. And Brian Danielson bringing somebody else in. It's only a matter of time. Either they bring him in or somebody else in. But I loved every second of it. And, uh, you know, since uh, Smoke over here or uh, Cordell, whatever you want to call him, did not watch Dynamite, I'm just going to move on to the next thing. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. I think uh, I was a little bit uh, iffy at first. I didn't know how... Exactly. Let's shorten that up. It's called the JAS now, by the way. We don't have to call it. Does his logo? Does his logo kind of remind you of the Scooby Doo logo? Scooby Doo logo. I never watched Scooby Doo. What's up wrong with you? Who doesn't watch Scooby Doo? I never liked them. Okay. I thought it was stupid dog. I'll just forget you said that. (laughs) I'll move on. Um, (laughs) But anyway, I I know Jericho. Really, most things he or if not all things that he uh does in the ring it ends up working out for him he knows how to he really knows how to you know make something work whatever the purple I, kicks on this week i think the jas uh i think it's gonna be dope i think garcia is somebody to look out for um and then you got the two guys is he are they 2.0 3.0 who are they i don't know they they changed their names um I, we will probably have to look it up again i know one's daddy magic or something like that it's very cheesy and i think that's what they were probably going for i think i kind of like it <laughs> well, of yeah. course mr nickname <laughs> likes the yeah. fucking nicknames but, no i mean they're they're a great tag team uh they they bring something to the table and then of course you got hager still in there man and i love the fact that he's there he doesn't do much uh, in AEW, but he's taken so much more fucking serious instead of uh, his Jack Swagger persona. So, by the way, I, I don't think Hager can cut a promo without a script. I know a lot of the AEW promos they have an idea, and, and then you talk about 
um, just going off the cuff for AW when they when they go up there. But I think Hager he can't really cut a promo off the top of his head. He needs an actual script. And with the Jericho Appreciation Society, you know, calling themselves sports entertainers, I thought that was tremendous. It's kind of a dig at WWE and what they're doing because WWE, they do not call themselves pro wrestlers. And the fact that JAS is going to go after uh, pro wrestlers, I think it's genius. Jericho did it again. Just when you think Jericho, Chris Jericho, cannot reinvent himself again, he did it again in front of everybody once again at 51 years old or whatever he's going to be. He takes a young tag team that was basically NXT jobbers. Daniel Garcia, who's one of the best technical wrestlers in the business. He's super young, only 23 years old. He's going to be a star one day. And takes another group is going to elevate them to to heights that they Jericho thinks they probably should be. Um, the sports entertainer thing, I think, is, is genius. They're going to be somewhat another group to look out for. Jericho does it again with his purple shoes. <laughs> And I do want to talk about how, you know, Garcia, the fact that NXT, uh, the fact that NXT isn't the only place for new guys and we got, you know, Dynamite or Rampage or whatever the fuck to where you can actually shine as a guy who's not 6'5", 280 pounds. Because, I mean, picture Garcia in NXT or even the main roster on uh, in WWE. He'd probably be fed to a guy who is super, super big. They do a choke slam to him couple clotheslines and then pin him really quick right they wouldn't even give him the chance to to show what he can do so i just wanted to throw that in there i'm really glad that we have a uh, another outlet for the smaller guys by the way i think jericho somebody mentioned it on twitter they should call themselves or the other uh, aw uh, wrestlers they should call them superstars and i think we're all in agreement you know i was reading some comments on twitter i think chris jericho he needs to drop judas he needs to come out in the most generic bland pointless meaningless forgettable music he can ever think of and really kind of gain some heat because okay jericho was a heel um when aw first started he would come out in judas people would sing along and even though he was supposed to be the bad guy he was you know the the pain maker right i think he was the pain maker too at some point he would come out in that song people would he would get everybody involved but i think daddy magic mentioned in the promo that he would come out, he would cut out that song completely, and I think that would actually be a really smart thing. Come out in a, a horrible, horrible song, not get people involved, and really actually make, try to make people hate Chris Jericho, which I think at this point, it's really hard to, it's do. Really hard to do. It's really hard to do because everybody knows who's Chris Jericho, and 99% of fans that will actually watch wrestling love Chris Jericho, and I think it could work, but if they want to go that route and create like this WWE kind of gimmick entity in aw i think it'll work perfectly but we got to see if they're going to keep judas drop judas but i think jericho he's a genius he did it again and i i'm kind of interested to see where this js um group goes i'm excited that uh we got the hardy boys back or the hardies because you yeah, gotta shorten it down <laughs> north carolina represent <laughs> and you know it's cool to see jeff hardy uh still doing his thing man uh, he made a weird exit with WWE, but I'm glad I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's doing it. Uh, I think you know there's so much opportunity for the Hardys, man. I, I think the main one that everybody's probably thinking about Young Bucks, Young Bucks versus the Hardys, man. That's gonna be dope. Had like a huge fan of the Hardy Boys. Um, I 
I've always been a big fan of Jeff Hardy, particularly because, I mean, who doesn't love the Swanton Bomb? And um, Matt Hardy as well. Um, I the young boy, the young bucks really caught my attention. You know, from you guys, you get uh, they're more flashy than the than the Hardy Boys, and I kind of like that style too. And they're great in the ring, and they to me when I saw them, I saw the Hardy Boys in their prime. So I was like, I I can't wait to see them match up and go up against one another. I don't think there would be a young bucks without the Hardy Boys. Oh you, no, you can make that argument. You they can, would, they would, can, would there wouldn't be a lot of tag teams without oh, the Hardy no, Boys. Oh no, absolutely. But especially with the young bucks, you could tell the young bucks are inspired by the Hardy Boys. You and they would be lying if they said they weren't. No, of course. Uh, I think. Um, sorry, I'm sipping on my drink here. Um, yeah. So the Hardy Boys back in AEW. I mean, you have a host of tag teams that they can they can fight. Hardy Boys. You got to save that for a pay per view versus the Young Bucks. Oh that, yeah, that, that's, that has a, to be a, that's a pay per view quality match. That's a pay. But do you think the Hardy Boys can keep up with the Young Bucks? I know Jeff can, but Matt looks a little stiff sometimes. Matt well, looks I, a little stiff, but I think he probably needs to stop drinking. I do want to say Jeff can. But if you if you look closely, I don't know if it's because you know I, I don't know if you look very very close to what you know the Hardys do, you can tell Jeff Hardy's kind of like he slowed down a bit not, too. But he's not as like fluent either, you know. Like you can tell, like it's kind of uh, stumbly a little bit, and you know that's no uh, no hit towards a. Uh, Towards uh, any of the Hardys because they're they're amazing. I'm, it's just you you can tell, man. It, it, the I mean, times you have keep, to times catching up. To you him, have you know? to listen. Age catches up to everybody. Absolutely. I, I, I noticed Jeff was kind of where I kind of noticed it too was earlier or was it last year? He had some matches with Damian Priest and there were some fuck ups in that one. There was, what we call it in wrestling terms botches and you you could see it. I mean these guys are not going to stay young forever. I mean the Hardy Boys. I mean, they're in their 40s now against the Young Bucks in 2000. Kids, their dads. In 2022 is going to be, it's going to be a good match. Is it going to be like how the Hardy Bur- Hardy Boys were in 2001 against the Young Bucks? No, of course not. But it's still going to be a good match, and people are going to, you know, I, sorry Regal, people are going to mark out for it. I I <laughs> I think that to me. I think that in my in my personal opinion, I would really like to see the Hardy Boys kind of kind of do the Jericho transformation. I kind of want to see them really get in shape, get really in, like, like just get, get getting really good shape and just really prepare for their match against the Young Mugs. Because if you want to be honest, that could be the best match of their career. And and I know a lot of people are saying, no, that, you know, they can never be when you had them go against the lights of, like, the Dudley Boys and whatnot. But I guarantee you, if the Hardy Boys got in good tip-top shape, they that would be a great match to see. Um, you know, there's there's a lot going on in Dynamite, and I did want to bring up the uh, the Andrade situation. I think if he went back to his NXT version of Andrade and got out of what he's doing now, I, I really want to see that back, man. He, his, I didn't watch Andrade before NXT, but um, you know, but what he did in NXT was fantastic. I became a huge fan of his, and I was super excited to see him on the main roster. Uh, that didn't really go well. Um, his AEW run isn't so where really did, going so where well. Did, okay, let me ask you this, Dean. If Where does Andrade go from here? So the HFO, HFO is broken up. It was the AHFO. So now Matt is with the, uh, his brother, Jeff. Now, where does Andrade go from here? I mean, what, what do you, where do you see him? Who do you see him feuding with? I think Andrade needs a whole ass revamp. I'm not too sure. I feel like, you know, 
he can have great matches with probably a lot of guys. I mean, uh, Sammy Guevara comes to mind. Can you imagine those two for the TNT? Um, and, you know, Scorpio Sky being TNT champion needs to be taken a little bit more serious. I feel like he's kind of just floating around a little bit. Uh, but, you know, everybody has their uh, ups and downs me, in the company. But let me tell you this. Nothing ab- can be perfect. Let know? me tell you this about Andrade. A lot of people, you know, I always harper back to Twitter, and I, I read a lot of comments about wrestling and what people think. Andrade, they want to build this guy up to be like a main event guy. He he's, might not. He might not. He's okay. Let me tell you this. He is not the guy people think he is. He was good in NXT. He wasn't great. He was good. He was very good. He's not a main event guy. People want to think, oh, AEW World Heavyweight Champion. He's gonna have all these classic great fucking matches. What if he is what he is, and this is where he's going to be? He's going to be feuding with the mid-card guys the rest of his life. Can he go with Hangman Adam Page? Can he go with Kenny Omega? Can he go with John Moxley? I don't think he can. I was I was actually just about to say, I think Andrade and Omega, man, I think they would have a bang-out fucking feud, man. I feel like it would, it would be, it'd be fantastic. It could be, I don't think... Andrade he is on the level of those guys. But we're not talking about in ring wise, right? We're talking about you're talking about, we're talking about presence and like character wise. We're talking right? about the total package. Okay. Andrade, he he's gotten better at cutting promos, but he's gonna be at a certain level. But people are like, oh man, it's so disappointing. Everybody was excited when Andrade came over, but then you had da- uh, Brian Danielson come over and Adam Cole come over. Um, at he ain't got that heat like his chick. No, he doesn't. <laughs> we we know who we're talking about. So the thing is with Andrade, he's at a level where he should be, but people think they know where he sh- he should be at a main event level, and I don't think he's good enough to be at that level. He's had some good matches with like the likes of Pac and and other guys, Darby Allen, TNT Championship. Okay, that's fine. He could be at that level, but to be at the next level, I don't think he's that guy. And I maybe you know that's just my personal opinion on Andrade. Um, he had some good matches with um, Johnny Gargano and NXT for the championship. I actually found some highlights and watched that before. But he's not the main event level type you, person that people think he should be. Do you think it's the uh, the the language barrier? How he he's not. He can't really cut too many promos. Do you think if he had just the right manager, he could probably be main event? He did have, you know, his well, his current. Uh, he did have Chavo Guerrero for whatever reason that didn't work out. I don't even think Chavo is with AEW anymore. I could be wrong on that, but having somebody speak for him, I think it works to a certain extent. Obviously, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, the language barrier could be something. But okay, so you may not be able to cut a. You know, a Chris Jericho promo or whatever, great promo. But what about Asuka? Asuka is at the top, you know, could be at the top. She, you know. Can barely speak. She could barely speak English. It's that's not knock on, you know, not speaking English. No, no, but no. it's just the fact that, you know, you're not ready for Asuka. That's pretty much primarily she, what she says. She but has a she, lot of charisma. She has a lot of charisma and her in-ring style is, is you know, a top-tier level talent. Language barrier should have nothing to do with professional wrestling. And you can wear a mask and not speak at all and still be a main event player. I, I just want to say I'm glad you did bring that up because I will give points to Oscar for that. You know, Oscar barely speaks. 
she barely speaks, barely says anything, and but her charisma and her matches speak for themselves, and and the crowd loves to see Oscar. All right, guys. So moving on to the the Thunder Rosa versus. Uh, Britt Baker in by a the, steel cage match. By the way, we all saw the match. Britt Baker was champion for 290 plus days or whatever it was. Uh, her and Britt Baker, man, they tore the house down. I think the steel cage match was a phenomenal. And also, by the way, I want to say the steel cage. Why does it look so much cooler than WWE's? I don't know. It's just more. It just seems more. Uh, I don't know. More, There's more to it. More, more to it, and more gritty and raw. It's just like a different steel cage, and I think. A lot of people were saying the ring seemed smaller too, maybe because they had to fit the cage around the ring, or maybe it just looked smaller on TV. I'm I'm not really sure. So I'll be honest with you, I didn't even know who Thunder Rosa was before I started watching AEW. They had the Lights Out match uh, last Saint uh, Patrick's Day, um, uh, 2021, and a becoming match of the year. So I mean, just think of this out of hundreds thousands of matches Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa match of the year last year everything comes for full circle in wrestling you can always build upon what you did before so they have their steel cage match Britt Baker had a long title reign but I think over the last couple months people were getting kind of tired of Britt Baker she's she's one of the top five uh, promo cutters there is. She can cut a phenomenal promo. She's a great fucking shit talker. She can talk about anything, and you're you're convinced about what she's saying. Her in-ring work over the last couple months, I think, has gotten a little stale, and I haven't seen really any improvement in her in-ring work. The um, Smoke, you can back me up on this one. The match w- between her and Tay Conti a couple months ago, I feel like Tay Conti, uh, Ty Conti, Right, yeah, outshined her a little bit in that match, and I think Britt Baker, to be honest, she got a little lazy the last couple months. She was still kind of riding her success. She was the female wrestler of the year in 2021, no doubt about it. But I think she was she was resting. She was on top of the mountain. She wasn't hungry anymore. She wasn't driven anymore to improve and to get better. She was just doing the same thing over and over again. Thunder Rosa, I know you have your feelings on her, Dean, but. Her grittiness, her, her her work ethic, her drive, her passion for wrestling. She's another one that doesn't have, you know, bad matches. Um, and this was kind of coming, you know, to a head. I knew she was going to be champion ever since I saw her. And, you know, when I first started watching AEW, she was going to be champion. This was the perfect moment. It was in San Antonio, Texas. It was a cage match. You had tacks. You had, you know, steel chairs. And I think a lot of people weren't thrilled with the match. I think that they were like just okay on it. And the fact that you see a lot of female blood, you know, like I don't think a lot of people want to see, you know, uh, females bleeding in the ring for some reason. I don't know why that bugs them. But Thunder Rosa finally achieves what she worked so hard for and to, to, to defeat Britt Baker in such a fashion was a, a culmination of all her hard work and all her grind, and it was a validation for her career. So, AW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa, it was a long time coming, and it's well deserved. And and you know Britt was doing great. I think you know every good thing is gonna come to an end at some point, to where it kind of fades out. That's just kind of how life works. That's how pro wrestling works. Um, I did want to jump into Rampage. 
uh, before we talk about SmackDown, just because, you know, it's kind of like the AEW block right here. But I just want to say Darby Allen, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be down as a legend one day, man. I think he's going to be put down as a legend. He's going to have his name in the books. Uh, do you, you know what? Hold on a second. Do you think AEW is going to have their own Hall of Fame? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. I mean, the company's only three years old, so... It's too soon. It's it's too soon it's too now. Soon. I mean, when you're talking about 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the line, you're going to have, you know, you're going to go back and go through all the AEW, you know, originals and the legends, and I think if the company is around long enough and if they never go under, oh, yeah, of course, he's going to be a Hall of Famer in AEW lore. Yeah, and I think that'd be, I think that'd be dope if they had their own Hall of Fame. I just want to... I just thought of that. Hey, Smoke, does, uh, does TNA Impact have their own Hall of Fame? They actually do, actually. So. Is it as, uh, is it, never mind. You is know, it I'm as not prestigious say. as the WWE Hall of Fame? Is it like getting a slam, uh, Slammy? In my, <laughs> it, uh, hey, kids, you guys remember Slammy Awards? Probably not. In my opinion, I believe any award ceremony is worth, you know, notoriety. And I'm just fucking with you. If, you, if you're a T, uh, Impact TNA. Let me ask you guys something. <laughs> what Hall of Fame Hall are you fame? bitches in? I'm not in any Hall of Fame. What Hall of Fame are you bitches I've, I've in? never stepped in the ring, but... Exactly. Okay. Listen, man. Dean Walker will you be in the Hall of Fame, You better hope you get back bro. in that ring. I... <laughs> so, before you start shitting on companies... No, no, no. But jokes aside, yeah. I mean, that's great that they have one. Yeah, yes, they, they do. Cool. Just to clear that up. Impact but, does have a Hall of Fame. But, who's in the Hall of Fame for Impact Wrestling? Can you name a couple? Yes, I can. Go and, ahead. And you can't name anybody who was previously in WWE. That's some bullshit because that's how it started off. That's how it started off. If you're going to say that, then you got to say that for AEW too. It's, it's not going to... No, 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 no. You cannot say that for AEW. None of the new guys that are up and coming and starting in AEW cannot be in the Hall of Fame. That's they not true. They that's have not, not done enough. They have not done enough. They have not done shit. We're talking about AEW Originals going to be in the Hall of Fame one year. Not yet. AEW only been around for not three co- years. They have not done shit. Of course shit. you can't say not yet. It's because it just fucking started. It, exactly. it just happened. So they shouldn't even be in the conversation. He, Dean asked the question, will there be an AEW Hall of Fame? Eventually, yes. One day, yes. One day. But if we're talking about right now, the who is carrying all of their weight? The WWE guys. No, That is not, there's not one WWE former wrestler that's a champion right now. It doesn't matter. Champion don't mean shit. They started it out. I don't think they're carrying it. They started it out though. So let's not go there, but because in, in all reality, bullshit. In all reality, because it was because st- <laughs> actually, if we want to go there, AEW and Impact was started by both former WWE people. They were started, but we're talking about who's going to be a future Hall of Famer. Darby Allen never set foot in the WWE. You got Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus. You got Scorpio Sky. Oh, probably you got tryouts. You got Hangman Adam Page. Well, yeah, I mean, Luchas- you got Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, was in NXT, but and Britt Baker was in NXT, but. Briefly, I believe, I believe she was in a dark match. But essentially, the guys who were, you know, like Chris Jericho and shit, will he be in the AEW Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Probably, and TNA as well. He wasn't ever an impact. I, Jericho Jer- was never an impact. No, Jericho, he will definitely be a oh, Hall of Famer. I'm sorry, I got him confused with Kurt Angle a little bit. Oh, you're talking, Kurt Angle had a great run. In Kurt TNA. Angle had an amazing run in, in, in Impact, I'm sorry. He won all the fucking belts. Yes, so he did. anyway, anyway, just just name, I want Fuck you to name, you guys. listen, 
And I'm not I'm not hating on anybody on Impact. You are. It is a hard. Gail Kim I, I, is like in I, the Hall of Fame. Like I said on Wednesday Night Walker, Jeff Jarrett is plug. in the Hall of Fame. Hulk Hogan is in the TNA Impact Hall of Fame. So, real quick, real quick. So going back to Wednesday Night Walker, I might be stretching it with Hulk Hogan. I did. <laughs> uh, I did mention anybody who steps foot in the ring. I mean, I have the highest respect for. It. So I'm not dragging anybody, but I do want to say, Cordell, listen, I want you to name two people who are in the Impact Hall of Fame who never stepped foot in WWE. Go ahead. I'll give you the floor. Putting you on the spot. Just two. two. It could even be a tag team for fuck's sake. Go ahead. Just give me a minute. He's searching it up right now. He has to <laughs> search the fucking... <laughs> Just give me a minute. So that proves we're right there, folks. Wait a All minute. Right, so moving Just on. give me a minute. Because, it, it, Neil, your Wi-Fi is kind of slow, so... Can you refer to me as Pretty Boy, by the way? And my Wi-Fi is not slow. <laughs> so, Smoke is trying to look up who's actually Because in I don't want to have to answer to that what name you, he wants to call himself. What do they call it? Is it called the It's Hall called of Fame? the Impact Hall of Fame. What else would they call it? Do they have do they actually have a ceremony for this Hall of Fame? Yes, they do, and they have like eight inductees. Or do they just post it on oh, Facebook? Wait, 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 whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, you're telling me there's only eight inductees in the TNA Impact Hall of Fame of yes, all time. And, yes, and let me help you out. Okay, go ahead. But you said you said but you're not you're not being I need, fair. I need two who were never in the WWE. Just give us two and we'll end it. Damn. Abyss. That's one. All Team right. 3D. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Team 3D. That was the Dudley boys. <laughs> Wrong. You got one, Abyss. Actually, Abyss was good. It's I, I love him. Is a Mick Foley guy. Um, Mick Foley so, mixed with Kane. So, um, I do want to mention the uh, House of Black. The House of Black on Rampage. Did you... So, I think I was the only one here who watched Rampage on Friday night. But Buddy Matthews, I think that's his new ring name. Dude, they are killing it. I fucking love it. Um, Obviously, my ring character, pretty damn close to it. Uh, Tony hit me up if you want Dean Walker, the Reaper, in your uh, your House of Black group. You know... uh, Make it a four, uh, a four team, not a trio. Uh, what, what, what would you even call a team of four? A group, just a fucking group. It would be a group at that point. Just a group. Yeah. Not a cool. Okay. Fuck it. The point is that'd be pretty dope. Um, dude, Buddy Matthews, his finisher, super sick. Um, just everything that they do, man. They're they're great. I never really watched the other guy outside of uh, House of uh, House of Black. Who's that? Who's that other guy? Brody Lee. Brody, not Brody Lee, man. You talking about Alistair Black? Brody King. Oh, Brody King. Brody oh, Lee. I'm sorry. He ain't in the house of black. <laughs> shit, man. See, you bringing up all this sensitive shit. Look. Anyway, this thing's a, this thing's hitting a train wreck. Listen, I. <laughs> Listen, can, do you guys want to talk about SmackDown and how amazing SmackDown was with all their amazing storylines that they don't have? Yes, and my first storyline that I would like to go to is the Tag Team Champs competition for the women's division. I would like to say Sasha and Naomi looked amazing this Friday 
with their matching attire. Don't you think so, Neil? Um, I actually didn't uh, quite catch that. Oh, I- so your opinion shouldn't be catched either. Um, let's talk about how great the chemistry was between them. Team Bad back in effect, baby. That is what I wanted to see. I never said they wouldn't have chemistry. I just don't want to see Sasha Banks tang up, tang up with Naomi at all. But unfortunately, this is... Okay, whatever I feel in my personal opinion about Sasha Banks, it is what it is at this point. It's going to happen at WrestleMania. Um, you know, you have, what, a fatal four-way tag match? Fatal five-way at some point? I think it'll I'm be sure like an elimination tag type of thing. It should be elimination because, I mean, you're going to have, what, all, what, four... Four women at one point, you know, in the ring at one time, and then you're gonna have one pin one, and then they're eliminated, and then it just goes on from there. And they're also oh, okay. So if one woman is pinned in the match, then their team is completely eliminated. So you don't have to actually eliminate two. No, I don't think it's gonna be like the Survivor Series where you have to eliminate the whole team. No, so if just one's eliminated, one. then the whole team's eliminated. But I was gonna so say, go by really quickly. Cordell, do you think the reason why there's so many tag teams added? To this, uh, to this match just because they're not doing shit, so they just got to throw them all on a team and put them in the match. I'm just going to be really, really blunt and really honest about this. WWE released half of their roster this year and last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think that was the most releases in a long time, right? Yes. Yeah. So they lost a big chunk of women, and 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 so they don't really have many tag teams to. To choose from. So they combined a lot of people of random teams who they thought would look good together on pictures and decided to have a team and so that they can... I guarantee you the tag team titles was a last-minute thought to add to WrestleMania. After they were doing all the promos for both women's for both uh, women's uh, belts, they said, oh, shit, we got another belt we got to add to the card. What random thing can we put together? Out of nowhere, Naomi stopped feuding with Sonya, got with Sasha... Out of nowhere, Natalia came out of the the wall, you know, from being a cockroach to teaming up with Shayna, and you know, all of a sudden they're a team. Then you got um, Liv and Liv and uh, Rhea, who what both wear leather and they're gothic. Seems random. Seems very random. And so that's all they. That's all that was. I'm gonna be honest with you. All of these teams are going to be disintegrated. Once WrestleMania is over, I think I think WWE is hung up on the fact that everybody should be added to the card because everyone is, everyone you know, everyone, gets a trophy. Everyone wants, yeah, everybody wants to be on, you know, the WrestleMania thing. It's a dream come true, all that shit. I I get it, but they have to be, to they have to be spot. focusing on. You have a WrestleMania card, and WrestleMania is important, so every match should be important. But if it's a ton of filler shit. It makes WrestleMania seem less important, doesn't it? It it does, but I will say something that Rhea Ripley said that gave me hope for this match. Because when the when the wrestlers actually speak up and go against the grain, that sometimes is like the wake up call for the company. They'd be like, "Okay, we hear you, we understand you're frustrated. Let's see what we can do to change it." Rhea Ripley said, "It's um, usually when it comes to the, the tag team titles have not been taken serious. They don't mean anything." And that maybe if you have a long-lasting match that has uh, some great storytelling, that people will start to care. So I do believe they're going to probably really go big for this match at WrestleMania. 
Um, I do want to uh, to start wrapping up here for marking out, uh, but we have two segments that are a little bit new to the uh, to the podcast. So the first one is Jobber of the Week, and now I the reason why I wanted to mention this is because I'm the I'm the one who uh, who is doing the pro wrestling on this uh, on this podcast, and being called a jobber is a very offensive term. Uh, I don't take it lightly. If somebody called me a jobber, I'd be pissed off. It's 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 an, it's a very offensive term. Just put it that way. But, but it's constructive criticism, and we're here to help. That's the way that we're trying to put it here. Uh, so if that's the say, way you're trying to put it, not me. But go ahead. <laughs> that's the way I'm trying to put it. We're so, going to tell them how they feel, so we can help save their career. Yeah. So if if you're you're not the jobber, but WWE is making you seem like a jobber, you when are we the jobber for allowing them to make you that. When we feel like you should be, you know, pushed a lot higher than you are. For an example, Jeff Hardy would be a jobber for putting Austin over theory. putting over a ton of fucking guys and chasing after the twenty four seven title. So we call Hardy, him the realize, jobber of the week. Jeff Hardy, do you realize that your last segment in WWE was you taking a selfie with Austin Theory? So that's let that's, that sink in. That's the whole jobber of the week thing. It's it's like he said. It's kind of like this constructive constructive thing to where it's like WWE, what the fuck are you doing? So I just want to preface that. So, uh, whoever's doing job of the week, go ahead and do your thing, man. Neil, I want to let you start it off because you seem more, you know, close to home with this group than I am. So, Neil, who is your jobber of the week? So, my jobber of the week for this week specifically is Shelton Benjamin and Prime Alexander, the Hurt Business. My God, where do you even begin with these guys? Um, they had a match with uh, Dominic and uh, Rey Mysterio. Basically, it was just a. You know, add to the you know the buildup between uh, Logan Paul, Paul Logan, and the Miz, whatever his name is. That was the purpose of the match. Shelton Benjamin, he's been a really long time. He's actually a great worker in the ring. Prime Alexander, very talented guy, but you know, basically that match was just set up for them. You know, to add you know fuel to the fire for between Dominic and Mysterio and. The Miz and Paul Logan, uh, those two are my jobber of the week. So there you go. Do you think that the Hurt Business has fallen? I mean, they couldn't fall any lower. Damn. What do you think will take for them to get back on top? I mean, I feel like they had so much potential, but they were broken up way too soon. So... I, I believe it was last year around this time that they did break up the Hurt Business. It was Lashley, you know, Prime Alexander, and Shelton Benjamin. They were actually in um, MVP. We can't forget about him, too. MVP was an instrumental part of the uh, the group. They broke him up before WrestleMania. Um, and ever since then, you know, Lashley, you know, he had his WWE, you know, championship solo run. They ended up feuding with Lashley. Lashley... I mean, shit, man. Shelton Benjamin and, and Alexander can been jobber of the week for like 17 fucking weeks in a row or something like that. Whatever the case may be, they get him a jobber of the week for a long time. I do want to see more from them uh, eventually, but they have to get from under this hurt business. They feuded with each other. I mean, Alexander cut a promo on Benjamin. Um, I, this was last year at some point. don't even remember what it was. And it was okay. It was decent. But the you know they they really need to kind of reevaluate and revamp their careers. Um, Shelton Benjamin, I don't know where you go from here. Prime Alexander, 
you're definitely, you know, the younger of the two, you definitely have more of a future, but you need to be stopped. You need to stop jobbing to other tag teams uh, sooner than later. Shelton, you got to figure it out, my guy. I mean, you you are the vet in this scenario, and you, I, I'm a little disappointed right now because you're one of my favorite wrestlers, but you better figure it out and stop having them make you look like a fucking punk, man. You so, got to change it. So, Smoke, who who would be your jobber of the week this week? Who who are you going to, man? Who, who needs help right now? Who needs help? Mm. Jobber of the week. For me, I would have to give that to Natalia. Why would you say that? Natalia, and I know what you're thinking. She just got put in the WrestleMania match. How is she a jobber of the week? Natalia has had no reaction to her being added to that match. No one cared. Everyone said no, how, why. I, I actually used to give you a little bit of leeway because people actually used to cheer for you even when you were healed. They don't even do that anymore. You're just there, and they can't figure out why. I think you really need to let go of this Heart Dynasty look. You need to really do some regrouping, and you really need to kind of figure out what does Natalia want to do and not what. how do I honor my family because that is holding you back. And um, I kind of been saying this for years, and I think that you really, really got to change it up. You got to change up your style. And I hope that Shayna Baszler kind of helps you change up that style. And I want to see a more aggressive Natalia from when back in your redhead days, when you were aggressive, you were um, a powerhouse, and you weren't so boring. So, yeah, change it up because you, your time is ticking, and it's ticking fast, bro. <laughs> All right, guys, and to uh, make this uh, into a more positive ending of the show, we're going to talk about Who's the wrestler of the week, in your opinion? So, uh, Neil, why don't you start off with us, man? Okay, so the wrestler of the week for this week, um, obviously, it's Thunder Rosa winning the AEW uh, Women's Championship from Britt Breaker. I mean, I don't think there is a, another choice. I mean, she had a, a great great moment in Steel Cage against Britt, and I think she's definitely, by far, the wrestler of the week. I mean, it's plain and simple. I can no agree argument. With that. I can agree with that. All right, Damon, what you thinking, man? Uh, I would have to agree with Neil. Um, that is a big... Um, accomplishment when you can take the champion off her throne who's been um, champion for a year. Um, I think it was about time. I can tell from the crowd's reaction that it was an about time kind of moment. They were ready for a new champ. They were ready to see something new, and they were happy for Thunder Rosa. So you have no disagrees from disagreements from me there. Um, I'm happy for Th- Thunder Rosa. I think she is a filler champ, and I think she won't have the title long. But while she does have it, I will not knock her, and um, congratulations. All right. Uh, quick question before we wrap up. The final, final question of tonight's episode. Speaking of a champion who's been champion for a long time and uh, who may lose or may not at WrestleMania, do you think, uh, think Lesnar's going to beat Reigns? Do you think Do you think Reigns' uh, reign is going to end? What do you guys think? I just I want to get your guys' opinion before cute we wrap little, up here. Cute little pun there. Thanks, man. I yeah, that, that was hilarious. Okay, let me go first. <laughs> So, yeah, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. We're going to go on record. Um, I'm pretty certain we've already gone on record before, but we'll iterate again. Roman Reigns wins, unifies both titles, the end. Do you think The Rock is going to pop up? I believe The Rock will pop up. Do I think it's too soon? Absolutely. I think 
But um, I mean, what other what other pay per view would he show up on besides WrestleMania? Um, I do think it's too soon, but I do believe it's going to pop up, and we are going to get the the feud that everyone has been waiting so, for. So, Smoke, you think uh, Roman Reigns wins against Lesnar? I absolutely think Roman Reigns wins. Because what, why wouldn't he win? They've set it up for him to win. They've set up all these what-ifs and stuff like that, and what's going to happen, he's already won. Okay, spoiler alert. You guys don't have to watch WrestleMania because we already told you the results. So, but, there you go. spoiler alert, will The Rock be there? To show who's really at the head of the table. That's the question. That's the question we're going to be watching after that match. Can you just imagine the if you smell when that The Rock happens? is cooking? I, can you just imagine the crowd's reaction when that happens? After a long speech. I don't think if, if it doesn't happen at WrestleMania, it will happen on SmackDown. Hey everyone, this is Dean Walker, and if you're listening to this, that means you have reached the end of today's episode. Uh, Whether you're listening to Marking Out, where I'm sure Neil Thomas and Cordell were probably talking a little too much, or if you were listening to my own episode, Wednesday Night Walker, on Wednesday nights at 5 p.m., I just wanted to thank you guys so much for, you know, giving our podcast a, a chance, giving our podcast a listen, and while you're here, if you can give us a rating and a written review, it greatly helps out the podcast. We are on Instagram at MarkingOutPod, and we're also on Twitter at PodMarkingOut, where Neil Thomas and Cordell just cannot get enough of giving their opinions on the wrestling world, so they tweet constantly. So go ahead and give that a follow. Uh, They're pretty entertaining. I'm not a really big social media guy, but you can follow me at 99DeanWalker on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Cordell, he's a little bit better than me. Uh, He's at CordellPonson. Uh, on Instagram and if you don't have a Twitter or an Instagram or anything like that and you want to reach us you can email us at askmarkingout askmarkingout at gmail.com now you can give us a question you can give us a story you can give us really anything that you want to be read out loud on the podcast and have us kind of like talk about it or answer it or whatever the case may be go ahead and do that Um, And good news, if you are a visual type of person to where you want to watch the podcast, uh, we have a YouTube. So if you want to hit the link down in our description, it can send you right to our our YouTube where you can subscribe and our videos will be posted shortly because we are in a, uh, we are constructing, constructing the studio for, for uh, marking out, which will be in Neil Thomas's Batcave. And then Wednesday Night Walker with myself in my own personal studio. So either one uh, would be really cool. Uh, Whether you want to do YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all of it, email us, anything that you want to do. This podcast is uh, really special to us and it's growing at a a pretty good pace. And, you know, I just, uh, I also want to thank the guys, Cordell and Neil for, you know, being there. All jokes aside, they're, they're fantastic guys. And I could not imagine doing this podcast with anybody else. So thank you guys so much for checking out today's episode. This is Dean Walker signing off.